to St. John's Sermons, a podcast from St. John's Lutheran Church, North Prairie, Wisconsin, a congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We offer this podcast with the loving encouragement to use it as a supplement to your own regular reception of the Lord's gifts of forgiveness and life in word and sacrament on the Lord's day. The Lord bless your hearing of these sermons. chapter 6, the continuation in our series, Raising the Bar, uh, from the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Jesus said, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. We continue with the responsory again on page 5. Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you righteous? I think I've mentioned it before, but one of the more fun moments every year in teaching confirmation class is teaching the third article and asking a bunch of 13 and 14 year olds, are you holy? Because in the forgiveness of sins, that is what God has made us. But it is kind of fun to hear kids, especially at that age, try to answer that question because they keep hearing their parents' voices in their ears. And so they're pretty convinced that they are not holy, which is actually 
That's not all bad, even though in the forgiveness of sins, that is what we are made. But I didn't use the word holy. I used the word righteous. Are you righteous? Jesus uses this word in kind of a funny way. We were observing that in Sunday morning's Bible study when one of the members of the Bible study asked a very good question. And the question was, why doesn't Jesus just clarify when he talks about righteousness what exactly he is talking about? Because he uses this word very flexibly. And he does right here in the Sermon on the Mount. But he does in so many of the sections of Luke as well, especially Luke 15, which we're going to hear this coming Sunday, the parable of the prodigal son, and the whole setup for that with the other two parables. He's playing around with the word righteous, and he's he's leading you down the primrose path of making a very big mistake when it comes to this. That's why I came out and let off with the question right away. Let's not beat around the bush. Are you righteous? And let's not beat around the bush with the answer. I just started the service by facing you and saying, I confess to God Almighty and to the whole company of heaven and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have sinned and thought word and deed by my fault, by my own fault, by my own most grievous fault. No, I'm not righteous. Now, it's not a matter of boasting over, certainly. But therein lies the problem. Jesus picks up three topics here in what is really the start of the second third of this sermon. The topic of giving. The topic of prayer. And the topic of fasting. But it's echoes of the word righteousness used earlier in the sermon that start to come home to roost now. These are the words that Mr. Ketterhagen preached a couple weeks ago. When he talked about that first kind of big jaw dropper for the the crowds in the sermon. And this sermon is full of jaw droppers. And by the way, there was a big one in our text tonight too which we're going to have to really come to grips with before we really can start answering what the word righteousness really means. But let's get back to what he told them in that first big jaw dropper. He told that first century crowd that unless their righteousness, there's that word, unless their righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, they will not enter the kingdom of heaven. We likened that to unless your quarterbacking skills exceed that of Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, maybe you'll throw less interceptions than Favre did. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven unless you are richer than Donald Trump and can fund your own presidential campaign. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you're faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what the scribes and the Pharisees were to first century Jews. They were ones you looked up to. They were ones who had a demonstrable, visible righteousness. 
And when Jesus told his disciples that their righteousness had to exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees, he raised the bar. Or did he? Was it that they were so righteous? Or was it that they were benefiting from everybody else thinking they were so righteous? Jesus dropped the H word in our text this evening. Hypocrite. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Thud. First century Jewish jaw drops and hits the floor at this point because they've just realized that Jesus used the word hypocrite and they had to ask themselves, well, who do we know who does this? Who do we know who uh, um, gives in a big, flashy, showy way in the synagogues and the streets so that others would make a big deal out of it? The Pharisees and the scribes do. Then he moves over to prayer. When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. In one of Jesus' greatest parables, there he is, right up there in front of the altar. Thank you, Lord, for making me me and not like that stupid tax collector in the back of the building. Hypocrite. That's what Jesus has called it. When you pray, when you, my disciples, pray, when you give, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And lastly, he says, and when you fast, see, this one kind of eludes us because we don't fast much anymore. Do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. Let me tell you something. If you were really, truly fasting, you would look gloomy. I've heard people come, I mean, in, in churches that I've served who are going on some really, you know, wild, freaky diet. You might have even heard your pastor talk this way at one time or another when he did it. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's awful. It's the worst thing I've ever been through. And Jesus says, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. You really feel their fasting when you're around a Pharisee who's fasting. Truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. But when you fast, anoint and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And it brings us right back to the question I led with. Let's not beat around the bush. Are you righteous? And you may be very, very clear right now on a no answer, and good for you, but please understand that to have a sinful nature every day is to take up those scribal and pharisaical notions in our heads that somehow we're doing good before God. Man, I did a lot of praying today. You hear a lot of talk about prayer warriors. I know of no such thing. 
There is no such thing. Please. If a person wants to brag that that is what they are, they are already outside of Matthew chapter 6. But I did a good work today. I gave to this thing. I did this for that thing. Boy, God must be standing up and approving. And this is not what Jesus is saying at all. Your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Don't worry about it. He'll take care of it. The day will come when there will be a public reckoning for God's people. We just have to make sure that we don't try to make that happen today. By insisting that people see our righteousness. It's not there. And when we are moved to do something like pray, or give, or fast, please, don't make a show of it. Jesus is the embodiment of this. The ultimate good work involved him being scorned, ridiculed, flogged, whipped, nailed, lifted up, and put to death. That's not a show. That's not a show at all. And it is what makes Christianity the one true religion because no one, no one would ever look for their salvation there at a cross. Jesus embodies this. When he was lifted up, the bar was raised. He prayed to his God in public only because he had to. But the prayer still reflected the humility that lurks behind this whole section. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Lord, into your hands I commend my spirit. Into your hands I commend my spirit. This isn't. See, when Jesus uses the word righteousness, it oftentimes means self-righteousness. Unless your righteousness exceeds that, that boxed righteousness of the Pharisees, that self-righteousness of the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And now Jesus is showing his disciples what it takes to have a higher righteousness than that. It takes recognizing we don't. And it takes recognizing that that righteousness comes to us by a gift. The jaw dropper in this text is actually embedded in the part of this text that you know best. You've known the longest. You've been saying the longest. It's embedded in the middle of the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Christ's righteousness comes to you through the forgiveness of sins. You haven't earned it. You can't deserve it. You don't. This isn't Jesus getting up and applauding you for living a good life. This is Jesus loving the unlovable. This is Jesus forgiving sinners. And then he goes on to take up the subject of forgiveness again right after the prayer. As if to say... Yeah, you heard me right. Because when he said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, the jaws hit the floor again for what must now be the tenth time in this sermon. Because it was not a first century Jewish practice to forgive someone else. Only God forgave. The first half of that petition is fine. 
But in a Jewish crowd to say, as we forgive those who, who trespass against us or who sin against us, is to act like we're God. If someone sinned against you in the first century, you just commended them over to God. You didn't forgive them. That was God's territory. Let God handle it. Sort of, I sort of kill them all and let God sort them out kind of policy. And Jesus says, if you have been righteous by Christ, you will give that righteousness to others. If you have been forgiven by him, you will give it to them. For if you don't, your father will not righteous you. He will not forgive your sins. It all comes down to that. I asked, are you righteous? We come into church every time we come into church, whether it's these midweek services or on Sundays, and that is the first thing out of the gate. We don't beat around the bush. We confess our sins and tell God, no, we have not been righteous. And then we hear those words of forgiveness that we are clothed in the robes of Christ's righteousness and we have been made righteous by a righteousness outside of ourselves. And now it doesn't matter whether people see it or not. Prayer is a humble privilege. It's not a show. Giving is a humble privilege. It's not a show. It's not about me. It's about Christ. It's not about me, it's about the God to whom I pray. And fasting, too, could be considered a privilege. Lutherans, by the way, did not abolish fasting. We think they did. Kind of a historical hiccup. The fact of the matter is, it's not a bad thing to do. But again, if you gave up diet soda for Lent, (laughs) just don't complain about it. I guess what's best about this is that when we are so freed from ourselves, we don't have to insist on our own righteousness before others, we're actually going to get a little joy out of this life too. Because it isn't about us anymore. Jesus is essentially saying, let the hypocrites, let, leave the hypocrisy to the hypocrites. But as for you, my followers... There's a different way, a better way, a way that doesn't scream for attention, but a way that gives all glory to God, a humble way, a way of giving, a way of prayer, a way of fasting, a way that was demonstrated by our Lord, purchased and won for us on his cross and given to us after he rose from the dead. Are you righteous? In your sin, the answer is no. In Christ's forgiveness, the answer is yes. But leave it to him to say that of you. Because that's the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
This podcast is a service of St. John's Lutheran Church in North Prairie, Wisconsin. For more information, including location, service times, and links to other Lutheran agencies, please visit our website at www.stjohnsnp.org. That's www.stjohnsnp.org. Theme music performed by Mr. Philip Magnus. Thank you.